For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope your week has been going fantastic. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We stream the show live every weekday, 1 Pacific, for Eastern. And if you want to drop us a comment, we're there for you as well. Whichever social media platform you desire. And if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, use the hashtag ParlayRadio. With all your comments and concerns about today's show, we've got a great lineup for you guys today. We're talking college football opening weekend. It's finally here. We've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, but we're talking Miami, Florida, Arizona, Hawaii. Two things you need to watch for in those games, as well as NFL preseason picks. Uh, last night was a bit of a wonky night when it came to betting in the NFL. The only two games that I took were the Ravens and the Raiders, kind of like the hot preseason coaches special because John Harbaugh uh, now 16-0 and in the preseason. That's incredible. Uh, and then John Gruden, who improved to 6-1 and in the preseason. But guess what? My bet on the Ravens got canceled. Shed a tear for me. <laughs> Because the game didn't go 55 minutes, uh, the bets, unless you had a first half action, got canceled. And the Ravens would have covered. I had them, I think, minus five, and they still covered. So I was upset about that one. But meanwhile, the Raiders game, they played on an 80-yard field. 80 yards. This is the NFL, the best league uh, in football. And somehow they could not get that field in Winnipeg uh, to be, you know, regulation size. It's crazy, but the Raiders still covered, so I won that one. But it's just wild to me that that game wasn't canceled, and the Ravens won was. But lots of stuff to get to. I promise I'm not going to be complaining the entire time. Uh, we've got baseball picks, we've got football, and college football. It's going to be a great day on Picks and Parlays Radio if you stick with us after the break. First up, college football. Opening weekend, we've got some great games to talk about coming up after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. Stick with us. And we are back on this fine Friday afternoon here on Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host. Chelsea Messenger. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find. Let's start off with college football. It's finally here. We've been waiting all summer for some great matchups, and we've got it. Starting with Miami and Florida, we've got Chip Cherimbus joining us today to talk these big matchups when it comes to college football opening weekend. Let's talk Miami and Florida, two teams with a lot of history. They're finally playing for the first time in several years. Uh, initial thoughts on this one? 
Well, it's a, it is a great game to start on Saturday. I think this is the earliest I remember Chelsea, uh, the right. NCAA football season starting. Um, the game's being played in Orlando, and Florida is opened up an eight-point favorite. They're now down to seven. First action came on Miami, which was kind of surprising. Mark Rich just left the Miami program last year, maybe because they lost five of the last seven games they played. But Manny Diaz, who was their defensive coordinator, has now taken over the reins. And he was also a defensive coordinator with Dan Mullen at Mississippi State in the year 2010 to 2015. So he may have a little insight as to what Mullen may be doing offensively. Offensively, the Gators returned Felipe Franks, who had a wonderful season last year, 24 TDs with only one, six interceptions compared to a really horrific year his freshman year before that. Right, and he was really good down the stretch. Uh, I think he had no interceptions in his final four games of the season with eight touchdowns. So he's a guy that we've seen improvement from uh, not only from year to year, but also from the first of the season to the last of the season. So he might be coming uh, full swing when and it comes well, to this game. You're 100% right because they closed the season winning their last four games last year, including a huge bowl win, 41-15 to over Michigan. You know, Miami has struggled. They've lost nine of the last ten games on a neutral site. Though they lead this series 29 games to 26, they haven't played since 2013. Chelsea, well, this isn't the Miami that. teams of old. No, it, it's, it's not, it's not they, the U that it used to be. But, so. but they have covered seven of the last eight times they played them. But like you just mentioned, it's not the same team. Different coaching, different administration, the realm. They're 5-0 and in their last five non-conference games. But I just don't see them getting there against this Florida team who's had solid coaching the last two years. Mullen brought them from 4-7 and seven to 10-3 and three last year, a dramatic improvement of plus six games. I think Florida's primed to really handle and shut down a Miami team that's still in flux. I know a lot of people want to choose Miami. They want to think the U is finally back. But here's why I don't like Miami this year. They have a new quarterback. They have two new offensive tackles, two freshmen starting at those roles. And they have a new head coach. That's that's not roles and, you want any inexperience at. And you know, Chelsea, the um, quarterback they were expecting to start was a transfer from Ohio State. Tate Martell. Yeah. And he got beat out by um, who was it here? Williams, uh, Jaron Williams. So we're going to see what happens in Miami. A lot of inexperience down there, and I think Florida under Mullins in her second year has a major advantage in this opening game. Right. I think if Miami had a few games under their belt before this Florida game, maybe it would be a different story. Uh, but first game of the season, you find out a lot of things about your new team. And especially when you have so much inexperience at some of those really important positions, it's going to be really tough, especially for a new first-year uh, head coach. One thing I would like to bring up is the pass rush when it comes to Miami. Their defensive line is really strong. So that, that is a, a positive uh, for the Hurricanes. Well, if they're only going to be one-dimensional and don't have the kind of offense to match up to um, the Gators here, I don't see them scoring enough points um, to keep this one that close, to tell you the truth. I think that Miami, this is all new personnel. It's all new to them completely down there. And um, freshman quarterback, new coach, I, I think they're going to struggle against a veteran team like the Gators. Right. I think uh, Miami does have a good defense. They have a lot of good things. Uh, maybe they're better this year, but I don't think that they're better than Florida. And I think Florida covers. Yeah, well, they had the, one of the nation's leading um, sackers in defense, uh, pass rushers last year. But uh, you're going to need more than that to win this game. Right. All right. So what was the line on that one? Uh, Florida opened eight, eight and a half in around there as high, and they're down to seven right now. And I don't expect it to get off this number. So you'd want to take it now, or do you think it's going to it. I would lay to seven now. If, uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of Florida action before it's over. But uh, I still think that's the side.
Brian Bittler says, guys betting Miami money line are flushing cash down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he may be right. He may be 100% right. It's not the side that we are, we're looking to bet on this one. Uh, hot take on that one. All right, let's move on to Arizona and Hawaii. This one is in Hawaii, so it might be a little bit of a distraction for Arizona. There's so many pretty sights and sounds when it comes to Hawaii. Uh, but this Hawaii offense has a lot of good things going for it as well. Uh, they have a quarterback, Cole McDonald, yeah. who's been absolutely incredible for them as far as production goes. They have that run-and-shoot offense where he puts up a lot of yards. And so Arizona will have their hands full when it comes to stopping this offense and some of the points. Well, there's no question Miami puts points on – I mean, excuse me, Hawaii puts points <laughs> on the board. With the fair weather, fine um, hot cities, both in Honolulu where the university is. But – Hawaii, you said Cole McDonald, 36 touchdown passes last year, 3,800 total offensive yards. And this Hawaii team, everyone seems to like to be able to play them. And they're 5-0 in August in the last five times they played early season games. But Chelsea, they're 6-22-1 against the number at home in their last 29 games and only 14 covers in the last 49 games overall. The Rainbows usually are a little bit over their head. Now, they may think they have a chance here against an Arizona team that was 5-7 and seven last year, but Khalil Tate is healthy. That's the big factor. Yeah, That's the, the thing that everybody factor. wants to talk about is Absolutely. Khalil Tate. Uh, especially if he's going to be a dual threat this season. Because last year he battled with some injuries and we didn't see him run the ball quite as much. And that's part of the, the things that make him great. Uh, so I think if Khalil Tate uh, can get back to being a dual threat, that's going to be a big factor for Arizona. And I see them putting up a lot of points if Khalil Tate is healthy and back to his normal self. I think you're absolutely right about this. I like the total to go over in this game, and it's an astounding 70. But Tate had 237 yards rushing the whole season last year, and when he was a sophomore or before that, he had games where he gained 200 yards rushing. So like you said, him being able to run the ball is going to be a key factor here. Um, they are 5-0 and in the series against Hawaii. So Hawaii playing against the big boys just hasn't done as well as people had thought, it's particularly when you said, um, Chelsea, that's 6-20. 22 record against the points in their last 29 with one push. But I think this should be a high-scoring game on both sides. Arizona's going to look to put up points with a refreshed and rejuvenated offense, which last year struggled the entire season, winning only 5 of 12 games. And Houston, excuse me, Hawaii, who we're all aware, always seems to put up points, particularly at home. So what, you said the, the total is 70, but Arizona, I would assume, is favored in this one? Arizona's favored by 11, and I, I think they're going to get there, and I think they'll cover that, that number. But if I had to play either side on this, I would, I would think that this game would like go over, over the total. Um, Hawaii's going to put up a lot of points. It's early in the year, and um, who knows? I mean, we know that Hawaii's going to pass almost every play, so there's going to be a lot of plays and a lot of scoring. Right. Arizona gave up 40 points or more in four games last season. I know they play in the Pac-12, but still, that's a lot of points to give up. And Hawaii, on the flip side, gave up 439 yards per game. So, like you mentioned, the defenses in this one, not very good. And, you know, a team like Hawaii that's either scoring or moving the ball offensively gives their opposition a lot of times, a lot of opportunities to score as well. And Arizona last year, without that offense, bogged down and defensively they suffered eventually teams had the ball enough times and put up enough points all right so you're taking the over officially in that one sure let's play the over we'll go over 70 we'll look for a high scoring game root for both offenses all right so let's move on to uh i know you wanted to talk a little yeah. bit about nfl preseason football chip uh a pick that you have for tonight or this weekend yeah i have one um for 
Friday night. We came off uh, the Washington Redskins over Atlanta, and that was a game I pointed out on the show on Tuesday that the line was out of whack, that they had the wrong team favored, and to go with the bookmaker, and Washington won convincingly 19-7. Tomorrow we have a game where Buffalo, who's 2-0 against the number, 2-0 um, straight up, comes into Detroit, who's been absolutely atrocious. <laughs> they lose 31-3. to This Patricia really looks like he's in over his head. Last week, though they barely outgained Houston, they were defeated 30-23. to They were outgained by 386 yards, 366 yards the first week. They improved. They were only outgained by 22 yards last week. But I think Detroit has a long way to go, and they know it. And I think they're going to work hard, particularly at home. After that 31-3 debacle at home, I think they're really looking to come and play strong. Buffalo has two big wins. Just, just uh, Allen on the mound for them. On the mound. On the mound. Uh, he's throwing anyway, but they don't <laughs> need to win. It they, in there. They've got two wins <laughs> under their belt right now, and I think that um, they're, they're going to walk through this one. Look for uh, Detroit Lions tonight to have their way against Buffalo. All right, so you like the Lions in that one. Uh, and we're getting points. Right. All right, so all of our football passes are now on sale for 25% off through the end of the month if you want to check out picksandparlays.net for that. We're back after the break talking NFL and baseball. Stick with us. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is my name, at Chelsea Messenger on Twitter. Also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find, and we broadcast the show every weekday, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern. All right, so let's get to some NFL preseason football. It's week three. It's supposed to be the dress rehearsal even though we've seen a lot of starters sitting. Uh, let's preview some of the games that we're talking about today with Sean Higgs. Hi. <laughs> He's in, here. In studio. Right. In <laughs> studio today for some NFL. Yeah, you know, you say it's uh, rehearsals, but these uh, coaches, they're really not rehearsing anything. These right, it's so different than last year, right? Guys. Just, historically, this is when you'd see your starters go three-plus quarters. And we're not seeing, we don't see him take the field, which is crazy. So it's a whole new handicapping angle I think you got to look at. Do you think it's harder this year than it was last year? Um, You've yeah, been doing as, well. I've so, started, yeah, so I I'm guess good. Not. The first couple weeks have been good, but, you know, I, I had the Bengals yesterday was a loser. It happens. But I got to look, you got to adjust because this is something moving forward. I think everybody's got to look at if these coaches aren't going to play a lot of guys during right. the preseason, especially the quarterbacks. How do you not play some quarterbacks during well, preseason? Well, we racks, saw right? last night that Cam Newton, uh, He's not seriously hurt, but he got a foot injury. Um, so it's, it's a big risk, especially when you don't have a good backup quarterback. And for the Panthers, that's kind of the case. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the case for all teams. I think you lose your starting quarterback, and then you're waiting for that. Down for the count. Come, it's know, a quarterback's then. league. It's an offensive and league. How many teams have really great quarterbacks? You're looking at a handful of teams with stud quarterbacks, and everybody else you have right. one of the mill Mediocre. Guys, you know? I mean, come on, Blake Bortles. We could talk about that saga over there. Couldn't get a team over to hump. So, but you know. all right. So let's talk preseason because it is different than the regular season. Let's start off with the Texans and the Cowboys. Uh, the Texans one and one. 
with 56 total points on the preseason, and the Cowboys 1-1 one one as well with only 23 total points on the preseason. How do you see this one lining up? Yeah, and, you know, the line moved on this. Cowboys opened up 2.5 favorites, total 43, and you immediately see a bet down. And why wouldn't you? Because you have no Zeke. Amari Cooper's banged up. What is you going to get out of Dak? Jason Garrett, known to be uh, a joke in the preseason, not really worrying about it much. I like Houston here. I like Houston. I like the under. Again, you've, you're going to give me Joe Webb. The guy's going to throw for 250 yards here. You know, Dallas is the big brother in Texas to these Texans. So right. I think that's a little added motivation for Houston. Mm-hmm. It's a pick em. Would I like to get them at 2, 2.5 when it came out? Absolutely. But a pick em here, I still think we got a good shot because, like you said, we're going to see Mike White after Cooper Rush for Dallas. That's not threatening to me, none. Uh, Texans here and uh, the under is what I like. Oh, the under, because yeah, the Texans at least have been putting up quite a few points. Yeah, well, I just don't think Dallas is going to score any points. I mean, Houston scored, what, 30 and 26, and he got 23 and two games out of Dallas. Yeah. You know, so what are they going to put up today? And if, say Dak plays a half, who, who's he throwing the ball to? You know, Jason Wayne? <laughs> Jason he's he's Wayne. got to catch the football and have a microphone in his Bless hands. his heart. He's back. You know? He wants to play more football. So uh, I think the 40 is a good number for us. So you like the under in Texans-Cowboys? Um, yeah. and, and the Texans, too. I'm going to do both. Well. Put them together, people. Put Are them the together. Texans favored in that one or no? It's a pick them now. It's a pick oh. 40, I see. All right. Well, at least they're playing on a field that measures at least 100 yards. Yeah. That was, <laughs> you know, and that's, again, I had the under last night in that game, Chelsea. That's, that hurt. You know, thinking, you tell me ahead of time it's an 80-yard field that would have changed the game a little bit. I mean, they still scored some points. I thought that maybe they'd score more points since it was such a short field, but I think people were so nervous uh, to get hurt on that turf. Well, the reports early in the week were like the it was slippery and terrible, and yeah. you know, Rodgers went from playing to not playing at all, and then all of a sudden, hey, it, it's an 80-yard field, and people, <laughs> what? How do you find this out like 20 minutes before a game? That's crazy. I know. But it's the NFL. I, I mean, that's not in the rule book. They never encountered that. I'm sure in the future we'll probably see something in uh, the sports books on your tickets, like a full game's got to be 55 minutes to pay, and even baseball, they revert back to the inning before for games. So this might be something that they're going to start playing in foreign countries. It's something we might have to look at down the road. Well, hopefully the NFL can figure it out because this is a problem that they shouldn't be having. It's the NFL. Um, Let's move on to the Bears and the Colts, two teams that have not been good in the preseason. 0-2 for both teams. 26 total points for the Bears and 24 total points for the Colts. So not potent offenses when it comes to the preseason. How do you see this one? Well, again, Chelsea, we have two coaches here have come out and said, I don't know, starters aren't playing. Which I think, I'm not a big Bears fan. I like, the, I like them for the under, for the season, for their win total. How don't you have Trubisky playing a little bit? I've heard and I've read reports that they're downsizing the playbook on the guy. How do you not play your starting quarterback? Again, this is an underplay all the way. It's open, again, 42.5 and then it's to 38.5. Big line moves. And usually week three, again, you're supposed to see starters into three quarters. Now you're not seeing starters at all. So the under 38 and a half is a big play for me here. And I also got to lean towards Indy here. I think they're a little more uh, experienced, a little more desperate. They're home. Maybe I'll win some for the fans. So if you want to go that route, I, I'd lean Indianapolis. But the 40, uh, excuse me, 42 and a half. The 38 and a half under is my main play here on this game. 38 and a half for the under on Bears and Colts. And you said uh, if, if you like it, maybe the Colts. Yeah, I just think the Colts, yeah, I think um, – Jacoby's a little better quarterback. He's going to get more reps out there. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'll take him over anybody the Bears are going to throw out there, backing up Trubisky. I don't think we'll see much from 
uh, that offense. I don't think you'll see much from either offense. Just yeah. traditionally speaking, looking at their other preseason games, and like you mentioned, it's not a dress rehearsal game, uh, mm -hmm. kind of like we've seen in the past since Sean McVay held out all of his starters uh, last preseason, and they went to the Super Bowl. Nothing terrible happened to them uh, after doing that. I think a lot of these teams are following suit. Yeah, again, one last thing on the Colts. You think about with this luck injury, you don't know where that's going to lay. So I think we'll see a lot more of uh, Jacoby playing here maybe for a half, get yeah. some more reps in, because he might be the starter week one in San Diego. Or right. L.A. Chargers, call him San Diego, I apologize. <laughs> I do I like can't help, I call him San Diego all the time. I do my little write-up, right, San Diego or SD. But you know what I mean. Well, all those yeah. L.A. teams have moved so many times, it's hard to... Where do the, where do the Raiders play now? I play in Vegas. I'm <laughs> well, like... They play in Winnipeg for... <laughs> that stadium's moving along real fast, though. Let me tell you, fast that driving in today. Oh, yeah. It's like in a year. That's amazing. I got done. Very nice out here last night. Maybe by that time, Antonio Brown will have a helmet picked out that he likes. <laughs> What's that about? What is that about, Antonio Brown? Under Raiders. Under Raiders win total, please. I know. I hate it for him because they thought that he was going to be this big, splashy uh, move for them in the offseason. And, I mean, it's just been drama since day one. I see his, like, receiving yards is like 1,200-something yards. How don't you bet the under on that? That's, that's, I mean, I don't see Carr. It was one thing Roethlisberger throwing in the ball. And you right. got Juju on the other side taking away some of the heat. Here you would have been, like, the prime focus. But everybody's going to be focused on you, so you're not going to get as many passes. And you're not having a good quarterback. You had a Hall of Famer thrown to you. I think Derek Carr is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, but, I mean, he's still a viable option. It's not like he had Nathan Peterman throwing him the ball in Buffalo because I felt bad for Sammy Watkins a lot of those years when he was in Buffalo when it was a new quarterback every year, and he was trying to get his yards, you know. Sammy Watkins, Clemson's finest. All right, so let's move on to the Broncos and the Rams. Yes. Uh, the Broncos have not scored more than 15 points in any of their games. They're 2-1. and one. Uh, with wins over the Falcons, Seahawks, and 49ers. The Rams 0-2 with 13 total points this preseason. What do you see from this one? We're going to notice a trend here as we talk about coaches not playing players. Right. This is just getting really out of hand. I had the Rams last week against Dallas. I'm like, I'll take them over Dallas because Garrett doesn't show anybody. Oh, two days later, we're going to Hawaii. Let's not bring anybody. And I get it. McVay and Rams got bigger fish to fry than preseason football. In this spot, though, I'm taking Denver. In fact, I was over at the Westgate. I got Denver in this game. We're getting a point in this game. Give me Denver all day. New head coach, new schemes, uh, new quarterback in Flacco. A lot of things they need to work out still. So I think Denver's going to be a play here. I mean, McVay, it, he's not playing anybody. Right, you know? and he doesn't care who knows it. No, he doesn't <laughs> care. And again, we've seen the total in this one, 41 and a half to 35 and a half. That's all you need to know about some of these coaches, and that's – Again, looking forward, people. This is something you got to look at for next season with NFL preseason. If these coaches are going to come out and rely on these uh, practices, they have these scrimmages all week long. Right. So that's, that's good enough for them. They don't care. The guys are getting the reps in. We don't want anybody getting hurt. I get it. So here, definitely on the under, and I'm on Denver big too as well. Denver in the under. What was uh, the total? 35 and a half. 35. And, uh, I think it was one and a half. Made a move right now, but either way, Denver. Broncos people, Broncos in the under today. Over and the, the Broncos defense has actually been pretty good. I think during the regular season they'll be pretty good uh, with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Right. Uh, but in the preseason, I mean, last week we saw it with Jimmy Garoppolo. They made him look terrible, whether that's Jimmy G's fault or the Broncos defense. You can put one in the other. But well, you know, he's come back from injury, so he looks a little uh, not definitely definitely not 100% yet. So I think that added to it. But listen. Uh, Fazio led a historic defense in Chicago last year, so you know right. he's going to 
This defense is good. You mentioned Chubb and Von Miller. I like Miller to win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, how great was Khalil Mack? I think he'd do just as well with Von Miller coming in off the edge. So that's something to look at uh, for the year. But in this game, I think Denver, again, more to prove to themselves and for their coach and everything else as opposed to Rams who are like, we, we were in the Super Bowl last year. That's what we're right. worried about. So you like Denver and the under or just yeah. Denver? No, Denver and the under here. All right. Both. We're going both. We're throwing them out because okay. money's on the table. we got to scoop it because it gets difficult sometimes. <laughs> well, it seems like a good play. Uh, Denver has only allowed uh, the third fewest passing yards of any team in the preseason as well, so don't expect a whole lot in the air if you had my prediction. Just to recap our other picks, we had the Texans and Cowboys game going under, under 40. And, and take Houston there too. And the Texans. Yes. And then in the Bears-Colts. We like the uh, under and the Colts. The under and, and Indianapolis yes. to win that one for their first preseason win. That's We've it. also got a nice little special for you guys on the website on picksandparlays.net. We've got our early bird NFL season passes up right now. I believe they're 25% off if you purchase by the end of the month. So if you want to head over to picksandparlays.net, nice little deal for you guys there. Good luck with all your picks. After the break, we are talking baseball, our daily picks, if you want to cash your money tonight. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. And welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger, on this Friday afternoon. It is our last segment, well, our last big segment of the day. And we've saved some baseball for you guys. We've got Craig Trapp joining us with his best red on. Hello, Craig. Yeah, we've got the uh, Cincinnati red on today uh, for Friday. I was going to say, we'll start with the Reds and the Pirates since I know you're a Cincinnati guy. And it's the Reds and the Pirates. The Pirates are not a team that have been trending upward as of late, one of the worst teams since the All-Star break. The Reds, uh, well, they play in a tough division. I think they're a better team than than uh, people like to give them credit for. Uh, what's the line on this one, and what are you leaning? Well, yeah, I mean, this, these two teams have both kind of uh, have faltered since the uh, trade deadline. Both of them at the trade deadline weren't, weren't that far off, but uh, not been good. But the line opened at uh, the Reds' favorite here, uh, minus 111, and the total nine. Now we see a lot of these uh, places got the uh, uh, Reds a little higher favorite, but the nine is still uh, where the total is. All right, so it's Anthony DeSclefani, 8-7 with a 4-4-0 ERA going against Mitch Keller, 1-2 with an 8-8-6 ERA. It's only 21 innings, so it's a bit of a small sample size, but still uh, not great numbers there for Keller. Last time out, four and a third pitched uh, innings pitched with six runs against the Cubs, so not, not great as of late. Uh, how do you see this one going as far as the pitching matchups? I'd definitely give in the Reds a fa uh, the edge in the pitch starting pitching matchup for sure, and even the bullpen. I think the Reds have a much better bullpen. Uh, you know, you're facing a team in uh, Delcio Alfani faced the Cardinals last time out, had his best outing in his last three starts. I think that's a, a good positive facing a Pirates team that's not been very good at the plate. I think that you have to give the starting pitching edge to the Reds and a pretty big edge that is. I would give the edge to the Reds in the bullpen as well since the Pirates, uh, their bullpen has given up five runs in the eighth and ninth for two nights in a row. Uh, so their bullpen is not, I don't think they've been hanging on to leads because they're not leading. Uh, but still, it's a bullpen that seems to be worn out. 
and they're giving up a lot of runs. So if you're looking at this game uh, as a complete package as opposed to maybe as a first five bet, uh, I wouldn't have a whole lot of faith when it comes to this Pirates team. Yeah, a Pirates team that's one and five of the last six versus a Reds team that's three and two run right now. So definitely the edge, pretty much everything I think goes to the Reds here. I was kind of surprised this the odds went a little higher. I, I think the Reds at minus 110, minus 115, depending on where you get it at, I think is a pretty big gift right now. As, uh, you know, I think that both of these teams have bigger things to, uh, to go for next year. But uh, as far as this year, it's over. But I like the Cincinnati Reds today. Uh, to stay hot. Like you said, both, I would expect a lot of bullpen action. Neither one of these pitchers go past usually five innings, and uh, Keller, a lot of these, I expect four maybe out of him. Right. The only thing against the Reds would be that they're not a great road team. Uh, they're 23 and 35 on the road as opposed to 37 and 31 at home. But something you do have to consider when you look at those numbers is the division that they play in. They're playing the Cardinals and the Cubs a lot, two teams that are really good. Uh, so, I mean, Take that with a grain of salt. I think they're definitely a better team at home, but they're playing the Pirates. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing yeah. you really got to consider. So uh, Craig's taking the Reds in that one, correct? Yeah, we're going to fade Dana Lane's uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dana. Well, they've yeah. lost 30 of, I think, 38 since the All-Star break. Yeah. So, I mean, Bad. how do you have any faith in them? All right, so let's move on to the Yankees and the Dodgers. This is a matchup that some people might have seen uh, being the World Series matchup this season. The Yankees, of course, hit a lot of home runs. And the Dodgers have a Cy Young contender on the mound. Uh, Ryu is 12-3, 1-6-4 ERA. He's going for the Dodgers tonight against James Paxton, 9-6 with a 4-5-3 ERA and 4-0 and starts this month. How do you see this one playing? Well, first of all, I, if you'd have seen this about a week ago, I think the odds would have been much uh, more of a toss-up. You know, obviously the Dodgers would probably get a small uh, tick being at home and with Ryu being so good this year. But uh, the odds, because the Yankees have struggled uh, against the A's getting swept, you, now you see this line opened up at minus 141 for the Dodgers, the total of 8.5. And now we see it today up to uh, FanDuel and PointsBet have it all the way up to almost 150 at minus 148. And uh, the total still hanging at eight and a five, eight point five. So I think uh, the, the odds tell you all you need to know in this one. The Dodgers playing much better, and at home, they're almost unbeatable. Fifty-one and sixteen home records so far this year. Right, and they've had uh, twelve walk-off wins this season. It's crazy how they find ways to win. They're a great team overall, but they're also a gritty team that finds ways to win. Meanwhile, the Yankees are coming off a, a sweep from the A's, which I would not discount the A's. The A's are a good ball club. Uh, but it's, it's still a sweep of this Yankees team that's supposed to be a World Series contender. And like you mentioned, it's in L.A. So the Yankees have been on the West Coast for a while, uh, not at home. Aaron Judge only hitting 193 with one home run in his last 15 games. So he's not a source of production for the Yankees. But, um, yeah, what do you see for uh, the total in this one? Well, the total set at eight and a half, and I think the total uh, under is always what I lean to when I'm looking at Dodger Stadium at night, even West Coast uh, games at night. I just think the ball doesn't fly out uh, very well, and Dodger Stadium is very tough uh, place to hit home runs. So I think the under is, is not a bad play, but I think my better play is the Dodgers on the side because I, Ryo's just been money. I mean, right. in his last seven starts, he's only allowed more than one earned run in one of those starts. 
his numbers are unreal, especially for this year when the ball is flying. Everybody's saying the, the balls are juiced. He has a 1.64 ERA, which that would be good any year, uh, let alone this year where most of the starters you're seeing have four ERAs, and that's actually not even that bad. James Paxton, 4.53, uh, and still pretty decent, 9-6. and six. Yeah, I think Paxton, he's been really good his last four starts, uh, or last four starts the Yankees have won all these games, and he's been better the last four starts. Uh, you know, his walks are down. I think Paxton will keep him in this early, but I just don't think he's just, he's just not on that, you know, Cy Young level, which at this point I, I would be shocked if Ryu doesn't uh, win the Cy Young this year for the National League. Right, at least just looking at the numbers alone. Uh, so you're taking the Dodgers on this one, correct? Yeah, I'm going to take the Dodgers at minus 140. I kind of wish the Yankees would have gotten one of those in Oakland just so, yeah, so they would so the be coming would be in. Yeah, so the number would be a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm going to take the Dodgers here. And like I said, it's getting a little high, so if you want to get on the Dodgers, I wouldn't wait because I think the juice is going to continue to rise in this one. I expect them to be a minus 150 or higher uh, by game time. All right, let's move on to the Red Sox and the Padres. The Red Sox are a team that a lot of people like to bet I remember you telling me something about if you would have bet the Red Sox a lot this year, you would have lost a lot of money when they're, they're the favorite. Absolutely, especially at home. I mean, the Red Sox at home this year have been uh, death to bettors. Uh, I mean, if you bet them on just straight every game this year, you'd be down 23 units. Um, and they're 68 and 61. So that tells you how big of a favorite they were. Uh, conversely, the Padres are 59 and 67. If you bet them on the money line every game, you'd only be down 13 units. So it just shows you how important the odds are on these money line bets. So let's talk about uh, tonight's game. It's Eduardo Rodriguez going for the Sox uh, 14 and 5 with a 410 ERA against Chris Paddock, who's been really good for the Padres. 7 and 6, uh, not a great win loss record, but a 344 ERA and 121 strikeouts in 115 innings of work, which is a really good ratio. Anytime your number of strikeouts are more than your number of innings pitched, you're striking out a lot of guys. Uh, how do you see tonight's game lining up? Well, first of all, the odds in this one tell you how, how, how dangerous this Padres team is because the, the Red Sox, like we say, they're a huge public team. It opened at minus 125. Guess what? The line has went down. Um, so it's down to, I see it at Fandle, all the way down to minus 112. And the total started at 8, and it's, it's, it's staying uh, steady at 8. So to me, when the odds go down against a really public team, you have to be really worried, even though I kind of like the Red Sox here tonight, uh, just because as good as Paddock has been, his last three starts, not quite as good. Maybe he's hitting a wall here. 14 innings pitched, 13 earned runs in his last three starts. So I would have to go with the Red Sox, but this is a fishy line movement, so be careful if you're betting this game. I will say the Red Sox have only scored nine runs in their past three games. It seems like not a whole lot of production from a team that has the best batting average in all of baseball, so they definitely have the potential uh, to be one of those lineups that scores a lot of runs, but we just haven't been seeing it lately. Uh, the Padres have only scored seven in their last three. Uh, would you take an under in this game? The under is not a bad bet in this game because both of these – teams aren't have not been hitting well like you said um, you know the Red Sox are five and two uh, straight up their last uh, seven the Padres are three and two in the last five so they both these teams are coming in not playing terrible but you know Boston if you look at the standings I mean yes they're still in the wild card I guess you could say but I mean it's going to take some monumental effort if they're going to get there and uh, they can't afford any of these losses so that's why I ended up with the Red Sox on the side instead of the, the under 
but I wouldn't talk anybody off on the under in this one because uh, both of these pitchers, I think, and like I said, it's a West Coast game at night. That always lends me to the unders. I will say the total is kind of low, eight. That's not allowing a whole lot of runs. Uh, but something else to mention between these two teams, they haven't played since uh, 2016. So these pitchers are probably new uh, to the lineups. And that's something you'll see when it comes to division play. When batters see the same pitcher a lot, it's a lot easier for them uh, to make good contact and get a lot of hits off these guys. And that's not the case tonight. These teams have not seen these pitchers. Uh, so that's something, I guess, that would lean in favor towards the under. Yes, and also, this is a pitcher's ballpark. So Rodriguez, you know, obviously for the Red Sox plays in a hitter's ballpark in a murderer's division with the you know, right. Yankees team Ailey's. that can hit it out. In. So to me, it's like if he would be pitching probably um, on the West Coast, he would hit the ERA might be a point lower. So, And I think that's why you maybe see Paddock have a little better numbers than, uh, than Rodriguez. But to me, I think it's a pretty close pitching matchup. And I kind of worry about Paddock a little bit because, like I said, his last three starts have been some of his worst three of the year, and they've been in a row. So I, I would say the stronger play tonight is to take the Red Sox here. I think the Red Sox are in – I mean, they just have to sweep this series, and I think they started off with the win tonight. So when they play at the Padres, does that mean they do not have a designated hitter? That's correct. They're going to have uh, – you know, the, the, the pitcher's going to have to hit tonight, which – Eduardo Rodriguez, Rodriguez probably, get your bat out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's probably has like, you know, on the season, he probably has 10 at bats, you know, because you do play a lot more interleague games than in years past, but still not, not an advantage for an uh, American League team, that's for sure. Right. All right. Just to recap our picks, you're taking the Red Sox over the Padres? Yeah, I like the Red Sox um, on the money line at minus 115 in that one. And then the Dodgers over the Yankees. And the Reds over the Pirates, which is not a hot, a hot take by any standards when yeah. you're looking at the Pirates' win-loss record since the All-Star break. Uh, also, real quick, just want to mention our specials on the website because it is football season. We do have some great specials going on. We do have our early bird special going on. It's 25% off through the end of the month if you want to head over to picksandparlays.net. Uh, Craig, looking at any games tonight? Yeah, I think tonight, I, you know, it's almost I, almost a trap game here, but I like the Browns tonight uh, against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think even in being in Cincinnati where, you, of course, we hate Cleveland, this Cleveland <laughs> team has looked really good in the preseason, and I think they're going to continue tonight. I would be shocked if Cleveland doesn't win this going away. I will. The one negative, I, I always worry about teams that play not in Florida, and they have to go to Florida in the middle of August. It's going right. to be hot down there and humid. So, yeah, there's definitely the humidity the down there. <laughs> oh, it's going to be miserable there tonight. So you like the Browns in that one? Yeah, Browns minus two in that one. All right. We got you a little bonus NFL pick in there, as well as our baseball picks. If you haven't been paying attention, don't worry. After the break, we're recapping all of our picks from today's show. If you stick with us after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me here every day, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern for the show. You can watch it live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find. 
And if you're looking for uh, previous recaps, we have it up on our YouTube page. So if there's any game you want to bet that's coming up, we probably have a preview for it. If you head to our YouTube page right now, let's recap all of our picks from today's show, starting with college football, I believe. We had Florida and Miami, the big matchup this Saturday, college football starting a little early because it's, uh, <laughs> because it's the, the college football anniversary, 150th anniversary. We're taking the Gators in that one. Arizona, Hawaii, we're taking the over. And then Friday night, NFL, uh, the Lions over Buffalo. Moving on to NFL picks with Sean Higgs. Texans at Cowboys take the Texans and the under. Uh, at 40. Bears at Colts take Colts and the under at 38. Two teams that have not been great in the preseason. And the Broncos and Rams, uh, you could file under that category as well. Taking the Broncos in that one and the under at 35 and a half. Moving on to Craig Trapp's MLB picks. Reds at Pirates taking the Reds because the Pirates are just terrible. 30 losses in 38 games. So not a whole lot of faith in them. Yankees at Dodgers, taking the Dodgers at home in this one, at minus 140. Red Sox at Padres, taking the Red Sox at minus 115. Those are our picks for the day. I'm out of breath just talking about all of our picks. We had a lot to cover, and we do every weekday, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, here on Picks and Parlays Radio. Until next week. We'll see you later on Picks and Parlays Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.